On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look at a surprising showdown in Baltimore and the final group of fab players. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller, Al Melchior here with you on Friday, September 24th. Lourdes Goriel kicks off the news and notes. He got two stitches on his right middle finger after getting spiked by Randall Grichuk. X-rays negative. He is day-to-day. Wander Franco expected to be activated Friday or Saturday after dealing with the hamstring issue. Carlos Rodon, bit of a surprise here. Al will uh, expected to start Tuesday or Wednesday versus Cincinnati. Thought maybe the White Sox would let him shut it down and get ready for the postseason, but that not the case. You say Kikuchi may not make his next scheduled start. That would be Tuesday against Oakland. Jordan Alvarez just dealing with general soreness out of the lineup on Thursday against the Angels. Chris Taylor did not start at Colorado on Thursday because of his neck injury, but he did pinch hit. Andrew Vaughn was activated, started game two of the doubleheader against Cleveland at third base. It was his first start at third base. Now, obviously, White Sox were in celebration mode after clinching the uh, AL Central title in game one, but... Maybe Vaughn gets some time there, can grab some eligibility if he can uh, really squeeze it in here in the last week or in the half of the season. Darren Ruff to the IL with an oblique strain. Tyler Naquin expected to miss the rest of the season with his rib injury. Thursday standouts, let's start with Chris Bassett. Al, three innings, one hit, no runs, one walk, and four Ks against the Mariners. Next week at Seattle at Houston, if you have to start him for both, are you trotting him out there for that two-step? I think I probably am. I'm at least considering it. And part of it is that there is that possibility of a second start. It's it's obviously not what you want to see uh, at the Astros. Last day of the season, maybe that's the best time to face the Astros yeah. with them <laughs> probably not playing for anything. Yep. Uh, and then you're starting off with a great matchup at Seattle. And, and you factor in that possibility of a second start with Bassett only going three innings uh, on Thursday. So, you know, if you... Let's say he stretches it out to four innings uh, against the Mariners next time out. Would kind of help to pad that with the second start. So I'm, you can see, I'm talking myself into it. I, I like it. Can't see the wheel spinning and saying, yeah, this maybe will work out all right. And yeah, I mean, last day of the season, maybe the Astros don't really play anyone in that game because they are not going to have anything to play for. Got a feel in there. Kyle Freeland, six innings, uh, gave up three runs on eight hits and a walk against the Dodgers, struck out five. Next week, uh, would get the Washington Nationals. I assume that's one where you want Freeland in there. I think so. It's, uh, you know, would be better at Nationals Park than Coors Field. Well, the Nationals Park uh, could be a dangerous uh, venue as well for pitchers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks like Freeland's back, had a couple of starts uh, where he had kind of fallen off the form that he had shown uh, throughout the second half. But it uh, looks like just a bump in the road for Freeland. All right, Adrian Hauser went six innings against the Cardinals on Thursday, gave up one run on five hits, walked two, struck out three. We'll see the Cardinals again next week. Adrian Hauser going to see your fantasy lineups next week. It's um, it, It's got borderline call with Hauser, and it certainly is a, a categorical needs call with him because mm-hmm. you know he's not going to give you strikeouts. Uh, but uh, he's just – I feel like he's really been unheralded this season. Very, very steady. Uh 
you know, a regular occupant of our uh, of our streamers discussion, whatever his turn comes up and uh, usually pays off to start him. So, uh, again, depends on your needs and depends on your alternatives, but certainly wouldn't blame anybody for starting Hauser against the Cardinals again. Alex Cobb was your top streamer yesterday, pitched around three walks and four hits across five and two-thirds innings to allow just one run, struck out four in a tough spot against the Astros. No tough spot for Alex Cobb next week at the Rangers in his final start of the season. Two thumbs up from us, correct, Al? Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely t- my, my two thumbs are up for, for Cobb on this one. And yeah, as you noted, I mean, it wasn't the most overwhelming line for Cobb in this one, but you put it in the context of him facing the Astros. You will definitely take that and also take it as a sign of encouragement that, yeah, feel free to start him at Texas. And as we noted on the, the previous episode, I mean, Cobb is still available in mm-hmm. the vast, vast majority of leagues. So, uh, I, feels a little weird talking about streamers uh, for the final week because there's no streaming off. Uh, There's only streaming on. But uh, yeah, Cobb is definitely a good ad for this final week. Uh, Zach Lothar took advantage of that Rangers matchup yesterday. Five shutout innings, three hits, two walks, and seven Ks. How would you feel about starting him next week when he gets the Boston Red Sox? I'd feel pretty bad about that. Uh, (laughs) I like how you said it with a downtrodden voice, too. Yeah, I'd, I'd be a little down if, if that were, were my uh, option. I mean, obviously, an AL only, maybe you, you take the flyer there. But the Lothar and his limited starts, he's he's done all right against the teams that you figure he's got a shot at doing all right against, in this case, the Rangers. Uh, and against better teams, he's not done so well. So I don't see any risk, again, other than a situation like AL only, where mm-hmm. maybe you just really don't have other options. Um, yeah, I, I don't see a reason to take the risk here. How about Glenn Otto? He had himself a nice outing against the Orioles uh, on Thursday. Five innings, gave up two runs on five hits, one walk, and seven Ks. He was one side of that matchup, and now you look ahead and see that next week he gets the Angels. Certainly not a bad one. Can Glenn Otto find a way into your fantasy lineups for that one? He will. Well, I actually do have him on my ale only team. I will definitely start him, and I've I've benched him the last couple of weeks. So he'll be back next week. Uh, I would probably look for him in 15 teamers because while the the ERA is still really ugly for Otto, he has been a BABIP and strand rate victim and the the peripherals are really good. I mean, the ERA estimators are in the threes for him, which have to admit surprised me a little bit. So a little bit of a rough go in his previous couple of starts. Uh, I believe that was Oakland and Houston for Otto. Um, you know, did quite well against Baltimore. I think the Angels will be a similarly favorable matchup. This was an Orioles lineup, by the way, that was really pretty depleted from about the fifth spot on down. So uh, I think Angels will offer, you know, a similar level of challenge and, and Otto should be up to it. All right, Patrick Corbin went six and two-thirds shutout on Thursday, gave up four hits and four walks, struck out seven, though, to balance that out. That was at Cincinnati. Next week's at Colorado. Is that something you would want a chance? It really isn't. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm. This uh, was surprised me to, to be honest. Uh, that that Corbin did as well as he did against the Reds. Uh, also, a bit of a, an injury depleted lineup as well. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely not taking that chance at Coors Field. What about you, Darvish, against the Dodgers when he takes the mound in that start in L.A.? He'll be coming off one in which he gave up four runs in just five and a third innings on three hits and three walks, struck out seven against the Giants. That's a tough matchup. Dodgers are a tough matchup, and those are two teams that it looks like Al are going to be playing, if not down to the wire, something close to it. You want that division title. You do not want the coin flip game. Would you chance you Darvish against the Dodgers in L.A. next week? I honestly wouldn't. 
Uh, and I wrote about this. This will be my last time to plug a next week in fantasy baseball column, uh, which is now out on the athletic. Yeah, and I mostly, I mostly featured that column on starting pitchers who have really struggled down the stretch. And uh, I know that for many of us, start your studs is kind of a maxim to live by, but uh, there are a few pitching studs, uh, pitchers who are, are rostered pretty much everywhere who really uh, have not come through in, in the final weeks here. And, some of them, they have peripherals that, that give you a glimmer of hope or maybe a, a matchup. Uh, really, in Darvish's case, you don't really have either. So, yeah, I would sit you, Darvish, against the Dodgers. Aaron Nola's terrible September continued on Thursday. Gave up six runs on six hits and a walk in six innings against the Pirates. He struck out eight, but six runs in six innings, striking out eight is no silver lining. He's now got an ERA over six and a half in September. Al, what are you doing with him next week against the Braves? I'm going to start Nola. Nola didn't even make the cut for that column I was just talking about. Uh, now, it was written before the start, uh, both the Darvish and the Nola starts. Uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe if it was written after, <laughs> I would have included Nola. <laughs> but uh, this is a very different case than Darvish in that uh, the peripherals do, do not at all support a bad month for Nola. Um, so, in fact, the ERA estimators, XFIP and Sierra in particular, have his uh, ERA estimate below 2.75. So... <laughs> Uh, terrible, terrible luck, apparently, for uh, Aust- for uh, Aaron Nola, rather. And uh, I would definitely start him against the Braves next week. Let's flip things over to the hitters here. Yesterday, we talked about Juan Soto and his great season and just how high he's going to go in 2020 drafts. And then he goes out, goes three for three with two homers and another walk at Cincinnati. Now it's 131 walks this season. That is a Washington-slash-Montreal franchise record. 47 more walks than strikeouts on the year. He's reached in 10 consecutive plate appearances, tying the uh, franchise record held by Nick Johnson. And man, Nick Johnson, what if he could have just stayed healthy? That dude was an on-base machine. Uh, Second homer broke Luis Sessa's streak of 27 straight retired batters. So Juan Soto is a streak maker of his own, a streak breaker of others, and just an absolute freaking superstar and uh, let's hope the Nationals are good again next year because Juan Soto on a good team is just appointment television and the sort of baseball we want to be watching in October. Paul Goldschmidt is on a good team. Uh, seems one that is, I mean, eight, eight and a half games out at one point in September of the wild card and now it seems like they won't even have to play all the way down to the wire to clinch a playoff berth. Two homers in his three for five day against Milwaukee. He's now up to 29 homers on the season. On the other side of that game, we saw Tyrone Taylor hit a pair of homers. He now has 12 on the season in leagues where he's available. Al, does he offer some sort of value over this last week of the season? Uh, I, I think he does. I think he does. I mean, the question for Taylor is is playing time, and you know, unfortunately, we haven't really. Uh, had a, a good opportunity to see how that's going to play out for him because he's just recently been activated from the IL, but started two out of three of those games. Uh, so, you know, I, I would be a little nervous about looking for Taylor uh, on waivers in, in like 12 teamers, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, anything deeper, and especially if you need a little boost uh, power wise. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Taylor's definitely somebody at least you look at and you see how he measures up against your alternatives. Tim Anderson was the star for the White Sox in that game where they beat Cleveland and clinched the AL Central title. He went 3-4 for four with a pair of home runs in that game. And again, White Sox and Astros almost certainly headed for a great ALDS matchup with one another. Carson Kelly hit his 12th homer of the season. Also a double and a walk against Atlanta. And that is going to round out our Thursday standouts. 
Let's look ahead to the action on the diamond later today, Al. Our streamers for Friday, we've got Eric Lauer taking on the Mets, Justin Steele taking on the Cardinals. That is game one of a doubleheader between the Cardinals and the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Carlos Hernandez taking on the Tigers. Paulo Espino gets the Reds in Cincinnati. Bailey Ober pitching at home, good. Pitching against the Blue Jays, bad. Who do you got? <laughs> oh, man, for, uh, you know, what maybe for some could be, uh, you know, one of the last opportunities to stream a pitcher uh, in, in daily leagues. Uh, this is pretty a disappointing slate here because uh, on another day, you'd be maybe excited to give Paulo Espino a try. He's pitched really well lately. Eh, maybe, as I mentioned earlier, the Reds not at full strength. Maybe there's an opportunity there. I don't love it, uh, particularly at Great American Ballpark. So I'm probably taking a pass on the Spino. I'm definitely taking a pass on Bailey Ober, uh, like you said, because of that matchup. But, uh, you know, against most other teams, I'd, I'd be fine with him. Uh, so Eric Lauer really stands out head, heads and shoulders uh, above this group of pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Justin Steele gets the Cardinals, given the way the Cardinals are going. Probably passing on that one. Uh, Carlos Hernandez at the Tigers. That's probably, I mean, after Lauer and if Lauer's not available and Hernandez is and you need to stream, that's where I would go. But mm-hmm. uh, as we've mentioned, you know, I, I can't really talk about the Tigers without mentioning that they've really been pretty good <laughs> offensively. So it's your favorite uh, thing to talk about, I feel like. It really is. So I'm going to take one one more opportunity to, to say that and uh, to discourage people from streaming Carlos Hernandez if they've got uh, better options. All right, let's look ahead to the fab preview for this weekend. Joe Ryan, Tyler Anderson, Alex Cobb, Jose Suarez, and Enrique Hernandez, all guys who you could be considering if you are indeed playing out the last week of the regular season. Uh, make a case for just one of these guys, though. Uh, well, I'll go with uh, Enrique Hernandez. He is the only hitter I listed here. Just, you know, because of the the nature of the final week, the final fab, um, tinkering just isn't always the way to go here because you don't really necessarily know what the matchups are going to be. But the matchups for the Red Sox are going to be pretty tremendous this coming week. And there's uh, out of six games, four projected lefties. Hernandez has been hitting well. There's not going to be a lot of difficult starters there. And the uh, righty versus lefty matchup is really going to benefit him, as well as uh, Hunter Renfro and Bobby Dahlbeck, by the way, if they happen to be available. So uh, Hernandez, more available than those other two. Uh, A good add, even in some shallower leagues this week. All right, and that's going to do it for this episode and this week of Fantasy Baseball in 15. One quick programming note. I am out next week, which means this is my final episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 of the 2021 season. Al, my gracious co-host, it's been a pleasure, man, all season long doing this with you. It's been so much fun, Michael. Uh, I'm bummed this is the last one, so we'll just have to have to wait till uh, the spring. But uh, yeah, thank mm-hmm. you for uh, many, many great fun shows. And thank you for all the hard work. Al does the heavy lifting on this, so you all know behind the scenes. So thank you for everything that you did this season, Al. And thank you to everyone who's been listening along with us all season long. Obviously, we couldn't do it without you. You are in the incredibly capable hands of my buddy Al and Derek Van Riper for the final week of the MLB season. Have a great weekend. Have a great Friday. Enjoy all the baseball coming your way this weekend. Go out there and get those last wins, homers, Ks, whatever it is that you need. and Bring home a championship. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.